0: this is The Playground and my name is Julia. In today's episode, I interview Soren. I hope you enjoy listening. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Julia. Hi, my name's Soren. My pronouns are he-they and I'm
1: a junior at Gallatin for uh, doing sustainable fashion and multimedia art. Today, I brought on
0: the song Night Shift by Lucy, Lucy Davis. All right, I'm so excited to listen to it. Here it is.
2: First time I tasted somebody else's spit I had a coughing fit I mistakenly called them by your name I was let down, it wasn't the same I'm doing fine Trying to derail my one-track mind Regaining my self-worth in record time But I can't help but think of your other in the bed that was mine Am I a masochist? Resisting urges to punch you in the teeth Call you a bitch and leave Why did I come here to sit and watch you stare at your feet What was the plan, absolve your guilt and shake hands I feel no need to forgive But I might as well But let me kiss your lips So I know how it felt coffee and leave before the sun goes down walk for hours in the dark
1: what we're gonna like talk about um this is very obviously a breakup song (laughs) and um i'm not really the type of person that has like favorite like musicians and stuff there are a few i can point out now because it's been so long um of just trying and testing different um music but um overall i it is cliche to say this but i really do listen to all genres and with lucy dacus she kind of evokes this very specific like ambiance and that's what um attracted me to the song because originally um the way I found this song actually was through my um ex-girlfriend's playlist and um and what attracted me to it was just purely just the way it could make me feel because I think again more cliches but like music really is something that just brings out certain parts of you that you can't explain sometimes whether it just be the instrumental or like the lyrics itself you know it's like an art in its own and um when i first listened to the song i really liked it and it just stuck with me but i didn't really know why and even to this day i don't think i have a one specific instance that reminds me of this song Mm -hmm. so essentially um this is like her most popular song and i kind of like get why I've seen it, I, I've seen her perform it, or, like, heard her perform it in, um, in, con- like, in person, in, in a concert, and it was, like, magical, because it was, like, um, the Central Park, like, summer stage and everything, it was great. Wow, um, that's so cool. Yeah, no, it was it was great, like, you should go totally, like, check a show out there sometimes, if they, if they have something up, but it was really nice, and, um, it's, like, a really intimate song, she even says herself, like, at the, this is her ending song, because, like, this is what she, like, yeah, it's, like, the big one mm-hmm. so um she's like yeah guys like um let's all sing along to this and also don't mind if i get emotional like out of all the she has a lot of like sad songs like her whole thing is like sad indie rock like depressed woman music you know right. that's like the Love genre her. yeah <laughs> so it's like she has a lot of like sad songs mm-hmm. but um this one in particular i think is very very vulnerable and um relating this to kind of like my personal life and how like it um eventually became connected to me at first it was just that kind of resonance with those feelings of like any sort of relationship like platonic and romantic with anybody in which like you know like there are like bittersweet endings sometimes to certain parts of your life i don't think really like anything in life is like permanent most things are temporary and like that doesn't have to be a bad thing But like in that cycle of getting used to that and kind of realizing you're going to meet all these different and new people and different experiences While you're in like different parts of your life, it's like going through different things, you know Like a lot of it is kind of like a time situation thing whether or not it works out with you and somebody And like you don't always get closure and um, like in the song, Lucy sounds like she or she implies that like there's still this bitterness and like longing post breakup because one of the lines is literally the first time I tasted somebody else's lips she's still thinking about um, you know her partner um, long past like the due date of their relationship and there's a lot of mentions of like guilt and stuff in which they do meet up and they talk and they're on decent terms but there's always that like underlying tension where it's like you know like when they apologize do they really mean it or do they just not want to hurt me or like do they just like it's a lot of like complex feelings, obviously, because like, especially romantic relationships, um, that just is like a lot of strings. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, because there are also like parts where she talks about whether or not, like pondering whether or not she's a masochist. And essentially like, I think that's a feeling a lot of people can relate to, especially myself, in terms of um, the reason why um, you stay with certain people or why um, you do certain things. Because it's like, yeah, maybe like overall, it hurts you more than it helps you. But that small like twinge or like spark of gratification like really means a lot.
0: And that's kind of what keeps you going. So yeah, is there anything you wanna, yeah. Yeah, no, that was so great. I think you covered a lot of ground with that. And one of the first things that you said that made me really interested was you were talking about how this song kind of made you, you were gravitated towards it because of an ambiance. Mm-hmm. And like, when you say ambiance, like, is it a feeling? Is it like a color you see? Is it like a memory that takes you back in time? Like, what does that mean to you? Yeah, kind of like, actually, like all of those things, kind
1: of like bits and pieces. I think I also just, in, in general, a very like, emo- like emotional person. You know, so I very much associate. Um, what is it? Specific memories, specifically um, my time with the ex-girlfriend who I um, um, found the song off of. Cause we would just like um, exchange playlists and like just have this whole thing with each other. And um, sorry, I at you, what's the question again? No, you're so <laughs> oh
0: um, It was like. When you say ambiance, what does that mean to you? Like, is it a color, a sound, a memory? Is it like a place that you go to when you listen to the song? Yes, yes. Okay, so color, sound, memory.
2: Yeah. Anything you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: because of the cover, it's like. Um, so it's in the album Historian, which is like you know its own like. Album cover, but the individual song's photo is this like dark. Um, wait, sorry, let me look at it for oh, You're Good, yeah, because I right. swear to god, there's like a different picture for the actual like individual song rather than like when it's in the album. Okay, but um, maybe I imagined that actually. Never mind. Okay, so <laughs> <But anyways. laughs> Here, let's
0: try to look it up. It's called Yes, and cover. Well. Did I imagine that? Oh my god, okay. I don't think you did. Okay, I- No, I think
1: I did imagine it. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Really, you're good. Alright, but regardless, this song always makes me think of Dark Red because primarily that's just, you know, the- Obviously, like, the album, like, cover- And I think the reason why I was like, did I imagine this is because I also pictured, like, a dark blue sky. Because I very much imagined this- a song I listen to at night, like, if I'm taking the train or subway home or something, and it's, like, I have all these, like, mixed feelings, and, like, I don't want to necessarily listen to, like, a song that's super depressing, and it's, like, I'm emo, I want to kill, like, you know, like, (laughs) so, like, maybe I don't want that, but also I don't want something upbeat that's gonna make me feel like I'm lying to myself, because I don't feel that way, so this is kind of, like, middle ground that's kind of peaceful, but still, um, speaks to me, and I kind of see that as, like, a dark Night sky, like kind of bluish, purplish, and then like maybe like some faint like um this like dark red glowing kind of like in the middle of the night. And it's kind of like ominous but also it's like I think red is just a really interesting color because it's like are you Chinese? Yeah, yes, my yes because red is a very like lucky color and stuff right. in Chinese culture. And like on top of that, um just its general associations with like boldness and it being specifically dark red kind of like this like crimson like blood for example it's like blood like is usually something that's like oh my god there's like a negative connotation like something had to have happened or there's some sort of violence associated but also it's like blood in a sense is kind of also feeling you need it it's essential to like run your body and all these things and it's like you know there's no like one way connotation maybe it like leans more towards like negative or like scary, intense, but like intense doesn't always have to be like a bad thing. And it's like, you know, I kind of see this red blood, like kind of like growth change and stuff like that, which I think, you know, like getting hurt and just going through all these things is just necessary for like the long term process.
0: Yeah. Okay. Something you said that I really liked was how you were talking about first how blood could be scary, like with violence. But then he also said that blood was necessary, like it's necessary to live. And I think that's just so beautiful because to me, it's like, you know, pain and sadness and endings, like they can be hurtful and like scary, but that's like a necessary part of life. And I really like that because I think it's really common to kind of like shy away from like big scary emotions, but to like embrace it as a part of life is like really important. And, um, Something else you mentioned that I wanted to touch on is that you mentioned that you found this song from your ex girlfriend's playlists, Mm -hmm. Um, and because of that, does that color the song for you? Like, does it make it extra sad, or do you, in a sense, gravitate more towards it because of that familiarity connection with your ex girlfriend?
1: Okay, I'm responsible for both because I feel like very like you're a good host, <laughs> you know, what do? <laughs> <laughs> but um, what is it, okay, so first the girlfriend thing, um, it was funny because it's like, I got the song off her, and I listened to it for a long time, so much that, like, it was a, my Spotify rap, it was my first song, and, um, and she was like, I remember we were texting or something, or talking, and she was like, oh, I noticed that that was your first song, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, okay, I mean, like, you have good music taste of what, like okay, like, it's my first song, but then like she was kind of like, oh no, it just had me thinking and then like she kind of just like didn't really mention more, then I realized like, oh wait, this probably she thinks that like I'm applying this to our situation and in a sense, like when I listened to that song, I was applying it to kind of that, but also just other like you know relationships I've been in or other like whatever, you know, both platonic and romantic or really any life experiences where you feel that like um, residual bitterness you know because um you know closure closure is kind of like a privilege in some cases so it's like you know you don't sometimes you just move on and you live with it but like essentially like I realized oh this does apply to our situation so I guess she thought that's what I was thinking and like after she kind of mentioned that I started thinking about it, and I was like yeah this does kind of like apply because I think we had like a complicated relationship in which um we both like kind of like danced around each other and like like would flirt and like knew we were interested and like it was kind of like a joke that we were like fake dating and stuff like that. And it was just like very like high school esque but then like COVID hit and then we also were gonna go to different colleges regardless, like with different majors and everything. And it's like we both acknowledged like oh we both had the same fear of um like oh I like you a lot and like sometimes like, you know like we were we discussed a lot about like soulmates and stuff and essentially what is the definition of that and um i remember her saying like oh if a soulmate is just someone you feel like at ease with and you just happen to meet the medicine or, you know like your soulmate doesn't have to be perfect they're not going to like align with you perfectly but if it's somebody who's willing to put in that effort and meet up with you like in the middle again and again isn't that a soulmate and she was like essentially then i guess i found you know someone who's really special to me and um and I kind of was, like, saying the same thing back, in which I was, like, yeah, like, you're really important to me. And But then we also were very afraid, like, oh, do we only cling to each other because, like, are, are we so, like, um, do we, I guess, are we so, like, you know, attached, I guess, in a way, to each other because we're still in high school. We haven't, like, gone to college. We haven't seen all these different things. And, like, we both have, like, gone through, like, a lot of mental health-related issues, and it's, like, that kind of you know will like paint your vision, your vision differently and how you like love and how you interact with others. So it was kind of like, okay, but like you know like should we like just see like should we get together now while the feelings are still so like um, they're still like raw and like just like it's like that you know the beginning stage with like the butterflies and everything the most like natural or easiest part you know and then like, came afterwards was like all the decisions of like oh you know like should we make a pact. Like, in thir- like when we're like 30 or something if we're both like not married or something do you want to try this again or like oh like discussing possibly doing long distance and stuff and it just came out to be like okay we're just gonna um we're just gonna kind of go on with our lives and just we'll see how it goes from there because also we yeah um a lot of other complicated stuff in that too but yeah, I think like when I listen to this song, I used to not think about her, but like every once in a while when I listen to it, sometimes it does remind me of her when I'm not just like listening for the ambience. Um And I kind of, I think it's just in general, a very good breakup song. The whole thing about taking a night shift because you um, know that other person's taking nine to five and it's like that mere reminder of them like living and kind of going on with that is painful because it's like if they're what's important to you and all this stuff it means a lot and um, essentially like all the stuff about still feeling that longing like um, even long past our relationship when they were dating someone and um, and at some point I was dating someone much later when they were dating somebody and then they ended up breaking up and stuff I was still kind of going through the motions then and I was still like I didn't really want to hear like whatever updates even though like we were good friends and stuff because it was like okay like in a like fucked up way that should have been me but you know um circumstance timing whatever and um and and then um when i ended up being in a relationship at that point um i didn't really have feelings for her anymore like really at all but there were moments in time where I, when I was feeling like, oh, this is not like the right relationship for me, I feel like I'm not being treated like as well as I should be treated. Um, I would think like, oh, she would never do that to me. But at the same time, we also did cause each other a lot of pain, so it's like, would she? You know, I don't know. It's just up for
0: grabs, (laughs) so yeah. Wow, thank you for sharing that story. Mm-hmm. I feel like that story is so resonant among so many people, and especially in our age range too, with college and that transition from high school, and I think that's something you touched on in two very different ways, is the idea of like something ending. On one hand, I think at the beginning you kind of mentioned how endings can be really painful and sad, but... Then on the other end, you kind of talk about how endings can be hopeful and like a start for something new. And so, where are you right now with the idea of endings? Mm.
1: That's a great question because I I'm very opinionated. By the way, I don't know if you can tell, but uh, <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> so, endings. I think I have a very much like love-hate relationship. I think I'm still figuring it out, but I kind of know generally what. I reason and think about it with my head like my brain and like logically without like allowing my emotions to influence me or like create any bias and in terms of like how I feel with my heart that's like a little bit more different because of like different experiences we've gone through you know like your head and your heart doesn't always match up and it's like doesn't mean like you know either one of them you're just it's kind of just a blend but essentially um one thing I say that I wanted to touch upon, which you said earlier about like the whole pain and blood like, being necessary in a sense, it's like I've always tried to be really careful about my wording when um, things about like th- like things about pain or like trauma specifically, like being necessary or whatever, because I think everyone has different hypotheses on really like this is getting very philosophical, but like like what life means to somebody and like what matters essentially and it's like um Jesus Christ my head is doing the ADHD thing again also I I had one hour of sleep so that's (laughs) awesome so wow oh my god yeah um yeah okay yeah got it got it um I'm always really careful with my wording because as somebody who's gone through a lot of traumatic events and still like suffers like from the effects of it it's like it's very invalidating when people say or use some sort of because it sounds like an excuse or some sort of like justification when they say it is part of some sort of bigger plan and that this was meant to happen because your pain was still real you know even though it's part of this longer term plan when you're there in the moment and like in the present like you're still hurting and it's like that's allowed you know like um i think people you know like that sounds like a really obvious statement but i think like it's okay to feel it's okay to feel these complex emotions nobody's this like perfect rational like machine that's like oh i thought this and i let, let me compute all this out and this is how i have to react and that's how i'm going to react you know like everyone makes mistakes and it's like it's just part of life and um essentially like i always preface with that where i'm like yes in a sense it is kind of like necessary because it's like also i just don't think you can go life without like making mistakes and like learning from them it's kind of like this endless cycle of collaging or like patching up of yourself like adding you know layers and layers onto yourself and like fixing old ones or relearning how to do certain things so it's like like is it essential but like am I just a, like I, I just try to be really careful with my wording because even for my own sake it's like sometimes I would get like really anxious and be like, oh um, if this is part of like the bigger plan was this like supposed to help me even though it hurt me so much and like I think there truly are certain things like and crimes specifically in which like you can't really forgive people for because it's like um, to an extent it's like you know developmental psych like um, your upbringing and everything like literally everything down to like your race, your sexuality, gender identity, religion, where you grew up, like level of like, um, wealth, you know, so it's like, it's like all those things like influence you so much from the second you're born. And it's like no one who's choosing that, like, I mean, some people say God or whatever, but I really see it as like a lottery system in which you kind of just get whatever. And just that simple, random, neutral choice can make people end up in like situations in which maybe they're not their best person, but that doesn't mean that doesn't like completely make them irredeemable. But there are also certain things where it's, you can't say like, oh, or where you don't have to forgive because like you also have to take accountability when you do bad things. And there are certain things, especially like um, more severe cases like sexual harassment, rape, and like murder, where that's not okay because you're taking away um, from a lot of people and also just morally, it's like for you to have gone to that point, like, I somehow still, like, unfortunately feel as though I have empathy for everybody and understand, but that doesn't mean I think that what they did was right and that it shouldn't be unpunished, but I would, but I kind of understand, like, the circumstances that might lead to that, you know? So it's like, that's kind of like a whole complicated thing, and it's like, I think these, like, this process is kind of, like, just necessary of, like, falling down, tripping, scraping your knee, and, like, getting back up and, like, learning like over and over again until you get the hang of it because um you know like you should really just or what I generally think is to just I don't know it it's weird because again I was saying I had this back and forth between like knowing like oh you know like logically um so my brain isn't doing anything again um you're good take your time <laughs> um in which like in your head, you know, like, what is it? This doesn't mean, like, um, shoot. I'm, like, sorry. I'm, like, completely forgetting. Do you mind re- restating what we were originally talking about?
0: Yeah, you were talking about how even though there are bad things that people do, you can, like, empathize with them. Yes. And kind of rationalize it in your brain, but that doesn't mean you have to forgive them. Yes um that's kind of where we were at um does that kind of spark any yeah yeah oh yes the whole like ethics morality behind um
1: essentially like yo that one hour of sleep is really <laughs> you know, <you're laughs> it's good. taking until okay um, no worries. give me a second give me a second yeah absolutely i like knew what i wanted to say and it just keeps phasing out um you're good. <laughs> what is it um you know on one hand i'm like i know logically um empathy and understanding isn't forgiving of certain things but then at the same time there is the emotional part of me like or like my inner child essentially that sounds like a little cheesy but it's like you know, so real yeah and it's like a lot of people who have like dealt with trauma or really anyone this doesn't have to be someone who's dealt with trauma or has ptsd or anything really you could be like healthy and still like there are parts of you like maybe an inner child that hasn't been fully nurtured or like never fully grew up and it's like in order for that to, like, come out, you kind of allow yourself to feel these things, even if you know it's, like, not rational, it's, like, one, it's not all or nothing, you know, but there is that, like, younger part of me that, like, before, like, while everything was still processing, that says, like, oh, but, like, how is that fair, and kind of, like, fights back in the sense where it's like oh I deserve to be like happy too everyone I think deserves to be happy and essentially try to live their best life and it's like that sense of like unfairness and stuff I think is a big factor because I think it is really easy to like want to be like I never want to forgive anyone I want to spite you permanently and like you know like be vengeful and just never let this go because it's like most like of the most like painful like breakups you know platonic or romantic are like people you were once extremely extremely imminent I mean not in, extremely intimate with and it's like that sudden 180 is a lot and it's like it's crazy because it's like you it's literally just like it's just insane how much something could change even in a day you know and um and like with that sense of unfairness I kind of try to like balance it like that indignance with also just empathy because it's like I know that, like, like I think there needs to be a good balance of like allowing yourself to feel your own emotions and like um, be upset at things that are you're rightfully um, allowed to be upset at, while also taking in consideration all the factors that you may not see, especially since people are not black and white. Um, I think I have a habit myself of like being very into like psychology and like i like reading other people and kind of figuring people out i think a part of it is um growing up like autistic it's something i had to do to like kind of like interact and like get along with other people in society and just like function and like be socially acceptable in a sense so it's like that's always been a really big thing for me but even with all of that, my own personal experiences it's like I'm glad that life has never failed to shock me over and over again every time they bring somebody into my life that I never would have expected would change it in a certain way and like they change it drastically and it's like change again like is that good or bad I don't know I would like to think most of my experiences for people who come to my life I would take away more of the good than the bad even if it ended poorly because it's like what's the point of keeping all of that with you but um at the same time um you know, I'm glad that I've been proven wrong in that sense in which I think I have a grasp on other people, but it's like, I think I find relief in knowing that I'm wrong in that sense in which it's like, people are so complicated and nuanced and it's like getting to know people and all their like, you know, their secrets and you become close to them and everything and then watching them come in and out of your life maybe and then looking around and like remembering like, oh, like I'm conscious and so are all these other people with their little lives and stuff, you know, and, um, yeah, it's just so much more complicated than I feel like my tiny like human brain can ever like even begin to comprehend And I don't really feel scared or intimidated I think in some senses I do feel that way because it's like I want to understand everything I want to learn everything, I'm curious But at the same time like I think it is fine to just submit yourself to the sublime every once in a while Because it's like there's beauty in kind of not knowing this like temperance, you know Everything is constantly moving and growing and changing. It's a cycle. And it's like nothing ever stays the same, which can suck, but it depends how you say it. It's like, you know, maybe, you know, nothing ever stays the same. And it's like, oh, you want like good things to last, or nothing ever stays the same. And it's like there's constantly new chances and new like um times in which you can rebuild yourself and learn and do different things. And it's like that doesn't mean you're forgetting past experiences or those didn't matter or that they're gone. You know, they're like a part of you.
0: And it's, it's building up, and it's just this accumulation. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think you offer so much wealth in every single moment you've spoken. And thank you. <laughs> no, really thank sweet. you. Oh my god. Like thank you for being here, and I with one hour of sleep and still being able to like. No, you're totally fine. Oh you. my god. Yeah. But something you said that like my heart latched to mm-hmm. was the idea of how sometimes things can happen and I think that I'm not articulating this very well but I think there's this common phrase mm-hmm. in our society of things happening for a reason yes. and it's everywhere it's on social media people say it in the streets mm-hmm. sometimes you say it in your head to like console yourself yes yes but I think that idea of not being able to make sense of things that have happened to you is something that's so real and not really something that's talked about because that other idea of, like, things happening for a reason is thrown around so frequently. And I really wanted to bring that up because I want you to know that, like, it was so courageous of you to, like, speak that truth. And I wanted to thank you for saying that because it's so real and it's something that like I've experienced and still like a question that I'm grappling with and um, yeah I think that so much of what you said is so resonant amongst so many people and I just really want to thank you mm-hmm. for being so vulnerable and sharing all these truths about yourself and for not only talking about your connection to the song but going even deeper and exploring other areas of your experience of life with us so thank you yeah of course music means a lot
1: to me so when you brought this up i was like i definitely we gotta work together (laughs)
0: amazing yeah is there any last few ideas that you wanted to add before you end actually what you said kind of like
1: reminded me something really specific that i'm just gonna like tack on there kind of like as i don't know just like something to think about I mean, that sounds really pretentious, but I don't mean it that way, but like, no, not at all. <laughs> oh my god, but like, I think that whole like, things happen for a reason, when you said that, that actually like, triggered my fight or flight, I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, on one hand, I, I've i been at that point, where I'm like, things happen for a reason, I tell myself that over and over again, because I'm like, it has to get better, and it's like, I can't, maybe it's just because my brain can't process that it would go any other way, because I haven't lived that, but it's like, also this like, this general human desire for like control you know or like this understanding because it gives you power and it's like it's scary like being in the unknown sometimes that kind of like philosoph, you know philosophizing all these things out kind of gives us this sense of control and it does make you feel better and in some ways it is very like intellectually stimulating and interesting because it's like you talk to people about all these different things it's great it's fun and um i think it's cool to be like it's cool that's like an understand it's cool to be aware you know <laughs> but like it is kind of cool to be aware and um just of your existence and everything around you and um yeah no essentially like it's just this constant balance it's funny because I'm a very all-or-nothing person which I don't really like I'm like it's a love-hate relationship with that type like but I've accepted that's very much me and it's like I pr- I like talk a lot about balance and it's something I want to force in my life more often because i think it really is just this balance of like allowing yourself to feel controlled in certain situations in which like okay like to motivate you to do good things and to like use whatever skills you have or like advantages to your advantage because this is your life you're the main character you know like live your like you know the world's your oyster like you know which is also a very controversial statement because i think there are a lot of things like, not everybody is as free as somebody else per se, but um, but yeah, but then on the other side, also just being able to let go of control when necessary because I don't think it's possible to like, try to be the mastermind of like everything and like live happily, you know? Um, or at least like for the average person, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, Um, thank you so much for having me on. Um, It was great talking with you you're a great host and um no yeah this conversation was really fun (laughs)
2: yeah Yeah.
0: because of you you did such a good job oh oh my god no thank you you're you're (laughs) genuinely a really good host oh my god thank you no it was so great and i'd love to have you on again and um thank you for listening (laughs) all right bye bye